This is Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell where we talk with experts about trends and practices, current and tried and true, and we tell you how to implement them in your own marketing strategies. It's Marketing Then and Now, now. Hello, and welcome to a new edition of Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell. I'm your host, Jim Mingi, and I will be guiding you on this insightful journey upon which we are about to embark. If you're tuning in to Then and Now for the first time, you picked a good time to start listening. We're talking AI today. That's artificial intelligence. This is part three of our four-part series on AI. Parts one and two have been posted, and you can listen to those episodes via the podcast platform that you're listening to this one on. So to catch you up, uh, in the previous episodes, we explored the ethical considerations of using AI in marketing and advertising and how creative directors can harness the power of AI to produce innovative campaigns. In this episode, we're excited to welcome a special guest who has been on the forefront of AI experimentation and marketing. Our guest has experience with multiple AI platforms and has seen firsthand the potential of these technologies to transform the marketing landscape. We'll dive deep into our guests' experiences with AI, discussing the benefits and challenges of using different AI platforms and how they can be leveraged to achieve marketing goals. Our guest will share his insights and perspectives on how businesses can effectively integrate AI into their marketing strategies and how to overcome the challenges of implementing these technologies. We'll also discuss the future of AI and marketing and what trends and developments we can expect to see in years to come. So, whether you're a marketer looking to experiment with AI or simply interested in learning more about this exciting field, this episode is not to be missed. With us today is our guest, Andy Spalding. He is the Director of Operations and Finance here at Bozell. Andy, what did you think of that introduction? That was pretty good, Jim. Did you like that? Good job. It sounded really good, right? Yeah. Well, it was completely written entirely by AI. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, that that came that entire introduction came from ChatGPT, which of course is one of the popular AI platforms being used. So the prompt I used, I, I typed into to ChatGPT. I said, "You are the host of a podcast that focuses on trends and best practices in the world of marketing and advertising. The latest episode is part three of a four-part series on AI and how AI is being used in marketing and advertising." This episode features a guest who has been on the cutting edge of AI and has experimented with multiple AI platforms and is here to tell us about them. Please write a 200-word introduction that you, the host, will read for this episode. And then it spewed out what I just read as the introduction. Now, did you massage that at all? or well, you, No, no you, that for, was... For the sake of the, no, of the yeah, example for the, you Yeah, used. I mean, the first couple of sentences of the intro of the podcast, you know, that was, you know... That was all me, but uh, but then you know that 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 two those two hundred words that followed that you know that sounded like an official introduction. That was completely you know word for word. I want I didn't massage it at all. Well, that's really interesting. I think one of the things that uh, you know kind of jumped out at me is man, I'm on the cutting edge of AI. I've, I've dabbled. I've experienced. Well, you, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we it knows picked, I'm an expert. Yeah. <laughs> We picked you for this for this episode just because you seem to be the one here who's who's yeah who's played around with the different platforms, yep. um, kind of you know tested the limitations and, and what it can do, and and probably thought about it more than anybody else on how we might be able to apply this to to marketing and make our lives easier or or harder. I don't know. That's to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start. You know, tell us about your experience with AI. You know, 
chat GPT is is the buzzword right now, and and you know, and that's what everybody's talking about and using. But and that just came became available to the public to use, you know, and recently. But I mean, AI has been around for a while. How long ago was it when you you know when you started experimenting with different AI platforms? And tell us about some of those platforms and how you use them. Yeah. So one of the first programs that I used was a, a program called Wombo Art. And I would use that only for my personal entertainment. I would create uh, images of celebrities, musicians, politicians, uh, you know, famous people in uh, precarious situations. They're just kind of funny looking, just for my own entertainment. Uh, from there, kind of went on to uh, one of my personal hobbies of uh, bigfooting and and staying up to date on all the latest in the cryptozoology world. And I started making uh, AI art of Bigfoot and, uh, <laughs> and some other, you know, other cryptids. So, uh, again, just for my, my personal interest and entertainment. Uh, but <laughs> I just, is, is Bigfooting, is that the official Bigfooting official term? I think so. Okay. Bigfooting is actually when you go out and look at Bigfoot, but... But there's nothing artificial about Bigfoot. No, and I mean obviously no, Bigfoot. Everybody knows it's real. Oh, but but you're using this AI platform to generate cool images of Bigfoot. Exactly. I just want to make sure that's clear. We're I mean, yeah, very much. Not, step. Yeah, not artificial at all. <laughs> no, no. All right, proceed. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so there's been a lot. You 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 met, you kind of alluded to this. There's been a lot of breakthroughs, a lot of improvements in AI since you started toying around with it four years ago or more. Um, talk about some of the significant breakthroughs um, with AI and, and and how it's you know progressed by leaps and bounds. I'm guessing from that you know. Yeah, absolutely. So the Open AI image generator. I got into that probably a year ago. Okay. And you you use their discord channel and you enter prompts in the discord channel and it would spit out an image and this wasn't something where you had pre-selects right you could enter anything that you wanted and it would it would generate three or six images and you would pick one and you could massage it a little bit you could ask it to massage it a little bit and it would spit out more options and it you could just go down the line i only had the trial version uh early on and so uh but it was doing some really impressive things and then as you're using the discord channel you're seeing what everyone else is working on and some of the th- images that were being created were f- so photorealistic yeah, it's amazing it, it's just insane how text can be turned into something extremely detailed, extremely stylistic, accurately stylistic based on words. Yeah, whatever prompts. prompt you give it. Yeah, exactly. And um, then, of course, uh, ChatGPT, you can, you, that's, that's really where a lot of the conversation is centered around today are, uh, as, as previous guests have discussed, the yeah. ethics of it, using it professionally, using it as a student, one of the uh, posts I saw on Twitter was there was a teacher who was pretty suspect that one of, you know, oh, I just got my first chat GPT essay yeah. turned yeah. in. So there are a lot of uses for chat GPT outside of marketing, outside of anything professional. 
uh, that's really, again, where I got started is just toying around and seeing what quality of work, so to speak, it would spit out at me. And you can be so specific like you had with your intro. You 200 words and you, know, you, you double check the work right. and it's it's well you can get it you know whatever answer you give me cite 10 10 references and and you know give me the links to those references and and yeah it's it's all about the prompt if the more information you give it and details the better your answer is going to be absolutely well what about some misconceptions uh, about ai i think uh, the out there i think the biggest misconception on ai is that all you do is hit the enter button and it gives you some amazing piece of work that really didn't require any thought. You still need to know what you're looking for. You need to know the parameters with ChatGPT, for example. You need to know the parameters of what you're asking it to do. You need to have an idea of what the outcome should be. Um, Again, especially if you're using it for anything outside of entertainment purposes. The other thing that I think is important is that your first attempt is usually not exactly what you're looking for. And so, again, going in and and tweaking and adding more detail or correct, you know, just correcting it in general, I think still requires time. It still requires the effort and the knowledge. When you're talking about image generation, if if you are looking for something very specific, you need to be just as specific with the prompts that you're entering. And from there, depending on what your use is, you're probably not going to be 100% satisfied with that first iteration. So I, I think the biggest misconception is that people are just using this to spit out 10 times the work or producing materials uh, tenfold, 10 times as fast. And it may not always necessarily be the case. Got to put some thought into it. Absolutely. So it sounds like you're making an argument uh, for that student. So maybe that student should get partial credit, even though it might have been an AI-generated paper, you know, the student might could, could argue that <laughs> I had to, my prompts... I had to put a lot of thought I re- and research into my prompts to generate that, Professor. I, th- I think that is a really <laughs> gray area today. And, and not only for students, but for professionals yeah. as well. And, yeah. and I think there are ways that the technology can be used ethically, but I also think it is still a very gray area. I've seen uh, posts about other marketing firms, advertising agencies. Some of them are gung-ho and they're posting all sorts of samples of the really cool work that they're able to generate with with AI. And I've also seen the other end of the spectrum where people are sharing company memos that say, if you dare use AI for your work, you will be terminated immediately. You have both ends of the spectrum right now, what's correct, what's not. Um, yeah, I think that is up for debate, even still. Well, that let's let's talk about marketing. So, I mean, what? Let's talk about some of the you know the uses uh, for AI in marketing. 
is that appropriate? Should we be using AI in marketing? Aren't we supposed to be the original creative thinkers and, and, and thought starters? I mean, is it kind of breaking the rules, uh, so to speak, at using AI? Or, or, or are there ways that we can use AI uh, just to help us do our creative jobs? I don't think that any client would accept something that is very clearly generated with AI as a product that we produce for them, at least not at this stage. The tricky part is, though, sometimes you can't tell. Now, I mean, and we let's briefly touch on the limitations that it has now, but maybe it, it can have in, in the future. I mean, it doesn't recognize humor, emotions, um, you know, context type of situations. Um, Which is really at the heart of what we're doing, right? Yeah, we're trying so, to elicit emotions, yeah. you know, with with the images and the words that we are producing for our clients and their products and services. Yeah. So, so. right now, we still have we're still safe in our jobs. We still have we have still have job security <laughs> for now. But I mean, is that I mean, the big thing about AI, especially with like ChatGPT, is as, for each user, as you it remembers your prompts, it remembers your questions, and it and it and it gets smarter. So each time you're asking a new question, it's it's learned more than it has the previous time. So that begs the question: Can AI learn to have emotions? Can learn to have a sense of humor? Can learn to, you know, have context and fix some of those grammatical issues that it has? And you know, it's pretty good. But there's still sometimes that like that ah, sounded kind of robotic. Right. Not that people don't. Not that humans don't write robotic sometimes, sometimes too. I true. mean, this is a tricky situation, Andy. It is. It's uh, it's definitely the, the best way I can put it is, is a gray area, right? Yeah. Do I think the technology will get better with time? Absolutely. Just like computers, just like any other technology that's still relevant today. Where the question really lies is, how are clients going to react to the use of the technology AI to produce work for, for them? So what are you suggesting that, hey, you know, AI created this work. I, you, you shouldn't be charging me as much as maybe, you know, as you know, a human didn't spend hours creating this. You, you type something into a computer and they spit it out in five minutes. Why are we paying, you know? Exactly. That's the tricky. That's, 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 that's the tricky the gray. part. More of a charcoal gray we're getting into now. A little so bit. It's a little darker gray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think really it speaks to the, I think what this technology does is just adds another aspect of life that is up for debate. When you look at the history of automation in general, even let's look at robotics. People were under the impression that as car manufacturing plants, for example, automated, people just wouldn't have to work as hard. Or and get replaced completely by robots. That's exactly what ended up happening. The people, the people didn't just stand by and watch the robots work and get paid to do that. That's kind of what we're up against with AI, potentially. And again, I think it depends on how marketers are using it. Are they using it to spit out work that they hand over to the client for feedback? Or are they Just inspiration get, yeah, and, yeah. and that sort of thing? Yeah. All right. Well, let, let, let's wrap this up by uh, asking you to offer uh, 
a little piece of advice to marketers who might be thinking about uh, getting into AI, using AI, or experimenting with AI? So the first piece of advice that I would offer is to try it out. See what the limitations are for yourself. See what kind of product you're getting out of it. And just be aware of what's, what's out there. The second piece of advice that I would have is never pass anything off as your own or original that you've generated using AI technology without previously having a conversation with you know if you're with your if you're a designer have that conversation with your creative director if you're a creative director have that conversation with your senior management team as a whole if you're the senior management team have that conversation with the ownership of your marketing firm or advertising agency because at some point it's at some point someone will try to pass something off and it's better informing your employees informing your clients etc of how our, the work that we're producing is produced and then the third piece of advice is agencies and marketing firms need to start talking about this on an ownership level now uh, if, the, if you haven't already been talking about it it is not going away. Yeah. The temptation, perhaps, to use it and pass something off as original without having those conversations, without having a, a policy as a company, if you don't have those things in place, if you don't have those conversations, you're opening yourself up to some potential negative ramifications. Um, and I think, ultimately, where in use, I think, we have to be transparent with our clients. Well, in being transparent with you, uh, all the questions I've asked you today were generated by ChatGPT as well. You didn't tell me that, Jim. <laughs> after I asked, I after, the intro. after I prompted it to give me the intro, I said, "All right, now give me ten questions that I can ask this guest." Now, I obviously tweaked and riffed on these and 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 you know ad libbed a little bit, but you know they were the basis for these questions. The, the questions I gave to you were were those those questions you know what we should do is we should start this whole thing over again and i'll take your list of questions and i'll ask chat gpt to, give me the to provide me the answers <laughs> none of this is real <laughs> well andy uh that was some great insight uh appreciate you being here with us for this brief conversation on ai again this is part three of a four-part series um you can check out the first two parts uh, uh on this platform you're listening to this podcast on you'll find the first two parts there um again thank you for for being with us um if you've enjoyed this brief conversation on ai tell a friend tell a neighbor post it on facebook make sure you subscribe that way you're going to get the when part four comes you don't need to keep guessing and checking every day you'll get an alert that part four has posted see how convenient that is very it's almost very ai-ish and then if you're so inclined, if you, if, you, if you really enjoyed this, we love getting reviews. Um, so, you know, hook us up. All right. Well, that does it for me. Uh, this is Jim Mingy signing off from the Bozell Studios somewhere in middle America. Mm-hmm.